Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we are all back this week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. You sound we all need a vacation, but it's yes. time. It's time to talk about something that we've been talking about for a while. We've been anticipating for a while a very Brady renovation. Um, I don't know if we need to go into what it is, but if I could give you a quick 10-second synopsis of what this is. It's an HGTV show. Uh, HGTV purchased the original Brady Bunch house that was used for the establishing shots. They bought it with the intention of renovating the house uh, and, you know, making it look exactly like it did in the show. And they actually employed some of the show's uh, stars. So, you know, you're Marsha Brady. I don't, I forget her actual name. Maureen McCormick. Maureen McCormick. um, Barry. We can run down all six if you'd like. I can, I can run them all by you. That's impressive if you can. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know. Christopher them. Knight. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, it's a 30-minute yeah. podcast. Yeah, just... <laughs> anyway, so the show the show has finally aired. Okay, Brady's, you've seen the heart of the home. You've seen the living room, the staircase, the entry, the outside, and the bedrooms and bathrooms. What are we missing? The, the kitchen. kitchen. This is so exciting. We've worked hard on this, so I hope we've done you all proud. Hey, everybody, come on in. What do you guys think? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, oh my my God. God. Do you feel like you're home? Yeah. I'm hungry. (laughs) I never thought I would see this laminate matching this table and these chairs again. When you see the orange and you see the the green avocado together, there's only one place on Earth that you can be. That's the Brady Bunch kitchen. (laughs) And Eric, you are the one true house party host who has seen the show. You're the one true fan. The one true fan. Yeah, I can't really admit to being a huge fan. I mean, I've only seen the first episode. I know that they've aired three so far, I think. Um, they're mm-hmm. on episode. So we have time to catch up. Yeah, so there is still time to catch up. What they did, though, I guess that is different. You know, they bring in, uh, they have the Property Brothers. They have the women from, I think, Good Bones. Uh, they have Lara mm-hmm. Spencer, who does like the f- the flea market flip show or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, so they're all playing like little roles within the renovation, and they're they're they sectioned it off, and so they were working the episode that I saw, the first one, they were working on kind of the front of the house and the planning, and they actually rented the house next door, the house in Studio City next door, and set up that garage in this house as like kind of their control room, and they have like. Oh pictures of the house and you know of the original house and you know the decor from the set and how it looked and did they run into any big problems like were there you know how there's always like the the classic like hgtv show like third beat what is the the problem the the, the second act is yeah we oh what's the snafu the the main thing the main problem if you can call it a problem is they talked about how are they going to fit all of this stuff into a uh into a house that's not meant for that size house Mm -hmm. i I don't know if that's making any sense and the other big dilemma was should they have 12 stairs on this on the steps or you know inside or 11 that was another big dilemma (laughs) what a pickle (laughs) just 
was that like a more of a structural issue? Yeah, or? like in, ter- in terms of like the uh, the the angle that the staircase, the floating staircase, the kind of iconic mm-hmm. floating staircase. Um, were they going to have 11 stairs on it or 12? Because I think it was 12 in the show, but if they did 12, it would be too steep. You know, that's, of mm. course, it's all it's all mm-hmm. dra- it's all drama. But it's just home renovation drama. The uh, other thing, though, that I wanted to note from the show that kind of I don't know. It, this is my big takeaway from it, and if you, if you guys care, is that oh, we care because, because the show. You know, I grew up long, long ago <laughs> watching, far, watching far the Brady away. Bunch. You know every afternoon or whatever on a, you know, a crummy old school TV, like a, you know, a tube TV, like not good resolution, crummy. And so now to see the house that HGTV is creating in HDTV high definition is a little weird. It's almost like an uncanny valley kind of thing. It's a little weird because I'm used to seeing it. You're not used to seeing it that crystal clear. It's because I'm used to seeing it not at that resolution it's it it it, i don't know it kind of created this weird it Hmm. almost didn't look real to me because it looked so crystal clear would you say that they did a pretty good job of of replicating totally great i mean interiors no totally the the part the episode that i saw they did the the front of the house and the staircase and that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. they it it looks impeccable it's it, it is down to the you know, they, they nailed every detail, but it's just weird because every detail is so crisp now. Yeah. And and in my remembering the show, the details aren't as crisp. Any signs of our friend Lance Bass creeping in the background? Uh, not in the episode that I saw, (laughs) but I know that he did get, uh, I think he did get a private tour if I remember correctly. A private tour? Yeah, I think I, I could swear I, I saw an article in People a couple, three weeks ago where he did get like a private tour. Because he does have a special love for that house. Yeah, a special connection. The Brady Bunch house probably doesn't have a pool. No, the original Brady Bunch house did not have a pool. Okay, well, I'm going to use this as a nice little segue to a story that we saw um, earlier this week. Uh, a company called Swimply, which... I'm not a fan of that name, um, yeah. but they're supposedly the Airbnb for swimming pools. Uh, it might seem a bit odd that we're talking about swimming pools a couple of days after fall has started. The first day of fall, yeah. <laughs> Although but, for some of us, it's 4,000 degrees still, so. Yeah. It's, it's apparently, still warm here. It's warm it's, in the Bay Area. It's warm in New York. Like, it's it's very yeah. much still summer. Um but Swimply, it's very similar to Airbnb. So you search by location, you search for time, um, number of people, and it locates a pool for you in the city. And you can go and rent the pool for a couple hours and hang out in the pool. Yeah, I, I guess know. it's been around for a few months um, and launched in different parts of the country. But for some reason, um, a few news outlets like the LA Times and the New Yorker were writing about it this month. And I just, I have so many questions <laughs> um, about how this works and whether you guys would do it if you had the choice. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should have the CEO of Swimply on. He's uh, 22 years old. Are you serious? Stop. Oh, kill me now. He's 22. Yeah. That's what the article in the New Yorker said. Let's get him. <laughs> Swimplay CEO, give us, a, give us a ring. That's our new, you guys, that's our new white whale. We're going to do it. Um, <laughs> but so, okay. So I have so many questions about this. How many people can you have? Is there a cap? 
Can you have a pool party? Can you go inside the house? Where do you use the bathroom? Do we know the answers yeah. to any of these questions? I know that you can't go inside the house. You just you're with this app. You're you're accessing the owner allows you access to the pool. You're not not accessing the house. But then, where do you go to the bathroom? Well, I I I don't know why like the, the bathroom. I mean, the bath if the bathroom is your concern, then maybe you shouldn't be using this app. I don't I don't know. Well. If I feel like the bathroom there, is everybody's concern. Is it? If you're going to be think, there the, for the first an thing I, The first thing I think of when I'm going to swim is not how am I going to use the bathroom. If you're going to be there, as Natalie's trying to say, <laughs> if you're going to be there for an entire afternoon. I, the, bathroom, the bathroom is not my main concern. If you're going to be somewhere for an extended period of time, you're going to think about the bathroom. Well, the example that they, the example they give in the New Yorker article is that somebody uses the pool for an hour. Like you yeah, rent the pool for an hour. Like it, who uses? But th- okay. that's an example. But you can rent it for longer. We well, mean you could, we went to the. But, I mean, I, the idea is that you would go for a swim for an hour, isn't it? Or no, I, it's like a dip. Otherwise, like you take a dip. Is it like to no? Take a like dip? you're like you get you get your laps in or or whatever. Oh, it's like a exercise thing. I I don't think that that is the ex- like the only purpose of this company. Uh... I mean, okay, otherwise, well, I, yeah, maybe I, I don't think of it as like you're 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 able to throw a pool party. Well, it on the website you can book from midnight to eleven p.m. You could rent this for twenty four. I mean, for twelve hours if you wanted to. Okay, well then, bless. I I, I think of it more as a, a service for people that want to swim laps but don't want to go to the gym or whatever. I I didn't really think about the per like it doesn't matter what you're using the pool for. It's just that you need a pool for a certain amount of time, and it could be an hour, right. but it also could be five hours. And in those five hours, you might need to pee. I I know I would. <laughs> I have a look uh, on Eric's face right now. He is so put out. <laughs> I mean, okay, so would you guys use this service? No. Would I use it or would I, like, as a as a pool? As a, as a renter. Renter? As a renter. Um, I, I, have, I have questions that I need answered before I would do, do so. Here's something. If I, yeah. if I wanted to throw, like, a pool party... Yeah. I think I would just go to Airbnb and find a house with a really cool pool. Right, so Be- that you would, ha- yes, right. So then you'd have access to the bathrooms in exactly. the house, the kitchen. You can exactly. do whatever. Exactly, exactly. That's why I don't. Th- I mean, while Rachel says, of course, you could rent this pool for an hour or more than that. You know, you could rent it for five hours. You could rent it for twelve hours. I don't think I would want to rent just a pool for that long. Right. Maybe they call it a mini escape. So perhaps it's a it's a very mini escape <laughs> dictated by your bladder. It's uh, however long you can stand to be without a bathroom. So many questions about this. Okay, would you so you wouldn't rent the pool. Would you ever rent out your pool if you had one no. and you weren't really using it no. and you wanted to make some cash? No. The the anecdote in the New York article talks about how the guys can see a woman's forehead in the window. You know, and that just kind of was like, uh, that kind of, you know, put a little damper on it. Like they were inside the house yeah. watching them. That is so See, creepy. Yeah, exactly. So the article, I'll quote the article, Swimply hosts, sim- uh, Swimply hosts typically give swimmers a wide berth. And this host, like most, had promised that window shades would be drawn. But the shades were up and a woman's forehead was visible in a window. <laughs> Moreover, uh. the pool was in within sight of three other houses. So okay, I can't. Well, you yeah. know, 
renter renter beware right yeah i guess i I don't know i feel like people had very similar questions and retorts when airbnb came out or when uber came out you know sure would you get in a stranger's car right you're getting in a stranger's car you are staying in someone's literal house where they could be hiding in the closet with a knife like (laughs) or maybe these are just things that i think (laughs) maybe these are just things that i think about but there's always going to be, you know, logical arguments about these types of services. But if enough people are into it, then I can't find a logical argument to do it. For... I can find one logical argument for it to 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 take part in swimming, to take part in this gig econ- swim gig economy. Yeah, I, I, and I, and I, this is, we haven't even talked about how much it costs. I have no sense well, of. Well, this one in San Jose, California, where we are currently, yeah, yeah. is on a resort like property in the hills for $250 an hour. Oh. oh. <laughs> Granted, I just saw one in Miami that was 75 an hour. Oh, but... no, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean, 250 that's a that's a gym membership i would just join a gym if i needed to swim pool bathroom and guest parking just 10 steps away well there's your bathroom yeah but that's i gotta pay 250 dollars an hour for it for the possibility of using it okay i'm on swimply right now i'm gonna see what's available (laughs) this is a black hole i'm gonna be on this for the rest of the night oh my god okay 43 pools found in brooklyn let's see 60 dollars an hour $55 $55 an hour, 55 but these are all, these ooh, these are not nice pools. These are not resort, like you said, a resort-like <laughs> property. Well, you're not in California. Um, maybe maybe I, next summer, Swimply, we'll, we'll see how Swimply's doing next summer. How about that? Let's I check, think it's an interesting in. concept. No, I mean, no, I I'll to, give him that. But. No, I, I, I understand the concept, and I understand the unused nature of a, a pool just sitting in your backyard, but even so, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, you know what else to consider, which is like the mm, stickler, whatever thing to consider insurance. What if someone Mm -hmm. cracks their head open on your pool deck? What if, you know, someone injuries can happen? Like a pool is a major hazard for people. So right. Right. Good point, Natalie. It's a huge liability, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just like capping that Swimply segment. So we are going to head right on in to the Sister Wives, uh, a topic that we've talked about before a couple times. Eric loves writing about the Sister Wives. It's right? not so much that I love it. It's just that I know people will click on it. I, it's not It's not that I relish the idea. You give the people what they want. Exactly. I, that's all I'm about. It's not, it's not that I love the idea of polygamy or, and or Sister Wives and or reality TV shows about Sister Wives. I don't like any of those things, but I, I like the idea of traffic flowing into the Realtor.com website. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're going to do a Sister Wives wellness check because things have been happening for the stars Cody and Robin Brown. Um, mm-hmm. Cody is the patriarch and Robin is one of the Sister Wives. One of four. One of four. Well, Cody and Robin, one of the four wives, have bought a place in Flagstaff. Cody and the four ladies, uh, his four wives, uh, pulled up stakes in Las Vegas late last year. Uh, We did a story at the time about 
they all lived in a cul-de-sac kind of in Las Vegas there, and they all put their houses on the market roughly around the same time to varying levels of success. A, a couple of them sold, a couple of them I don't think ever sold, but uh, they all moved to Flagstaff. And I know I looked it up, and I, I believe they bought some plots of land, or Cody did, um, and that was a few months ago. Then this week uh, we were reading the Daily Mail, as we do, and we we saw that Cody and Robin had bought a, a like a nice home in Flagstaff. It's I think it was in foreclosure. I'm not 100% sure on that. Mm. But um, this place they purchased for what was the purchase price? $890,000. Wow. And it's 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 a five bedroom, four bath. It's not big enough for the other three wives, but <laughs> so um, yeah, Robin was able to sell her Vegas home last year for 603000 They turned around and plowed that money into this Flagstaff home. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's all we know right now. Like I say, we'll keep an eye on the sister wives to see if the other ladies are going to uh, follow buy. Follow suit. Yeah, follow suit and buy in the, the Flagstaff area. Make the migration area. to Arizona. <laughs> Do, Eric... Just yes. from your covering of this, <laughs> from your covering of this beat, um, do do you know if the wives get along? They all get along, right? I, I, I think I, you have to, right? I, I would assume you're like one you big ha- happy family. You have to on some level. I have not watched the show. I've not. It's in its thirteenth season, as I think we've discussed before. But I have not watched one episode, so I couldn't really. I can't really speak to the the interfamilial relations <laughs> and whether they all get along. I would assume on some level. They are forced to get along. Uh, oh. I don't know if there's, but I mean, I'm sure there's strife. As you know, there's with any to with be. any relationship. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Not bad looking house. All right. Well, there's your sister wives wellness check, everybody. Thank you, thank you. We we really needed that. <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> thank you. We'll keep an eye on the sister wives. Oh, uh, we vig- a vigilant eye. I would say that family of 18 could not fit in into the next house we're going to talk about what just san francisco's <laughs> least expensive house we found it so everybody knows how expensive san francisco is yes um where the median home price is here well is over a million dollars that's the median Me- yes the median but we found the cheapest house in san francisco yes we did a whopping Five hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars. Yeah, and five hundred and seventy square feet. This yeah, little guy could be yours, <laughs> right? Little it's, guy. It's a, it is. It's a petite little guy, and it, it, again, as Rachel pointed out, it will not be ideal for anybody that has a polygamous relationship. <laughs> it's so. It's a one with with many kids. It's a one bedroom home. Yeah. It has a meter on the front of it. That's that's, so. it, that's yeah. It's not great in terms of curb appeal. <laughs> yeah, like a no. like a gas meter. Yeah, you're, 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 it's your electrical panel and your gas are right out front for everybody to see. So right next to the front door. Your business is on display. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's definitely in San Francisco. Um, oh yeah. What's the neighborhood, Eric? It's in Glen Park, which is I mean it's a nice neighborhood close to Bart, close to the freeways. It's not mm-hmm. considered one of the city's sketchier neighborhoods. It's it's a it's a nice neighborhood. It's it's, it's a tiny yeah. place though. Yeah, it's tiny. I mean, it's essentially a studio yeah, apartment. Basically, yeah. But um, but you don't have to share any walls. C- correct. That's your that's your upside. And you own it. And you own it. 
It was built in 1907. Um, they think possibly as a shelter after the 1906 earthquake. Right. And other houses that we've covered in the past, um, when we've looked into like, you know, super cheap houses in San Francisco, they were in like kind of falling down condition. I shouldn't say kind of. They were in falling yeah. down condition. They were decrepit. This house is not that. No. It, it it's is, remodeled. It, inside. Definitely it, not. It, you know, the, while the outside, as we pointed out, doesn't have a ton of curb appeal, the inside is cute. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's, it's a cute one-bedroom, kitchen, yeah. bathroom. What what happened here, we talked to the agent, is that they put it on the market, the uh, couple put it on the market in March for seven forty nine, and I didn't get a nibble. So they hooked up with this new agent that we spoke with this week, and he had the strategy of saying, okay, well, 749 didn't get anything. I'm going to go way low. Mm. So 599 with the hopes of getting multiple offers and publicity. And you know what? Boom, here we are. It looks like also when they first put it on the market, it wasn't staged. Right, and they said exactly. it wasn't as inviting as it is now because we're sitting here talking about how cute it is inside. Right. So um, Totally. That's the power of staging. So, yeah, they ended up with, I think, uh, 13 offers or some, something like that. Some wow. multiple, multi- multiple offers. And... Uh, they are just were just at the time we published this article, they were deciding between which offer to accept. And it had only been on the market for a couple of weeks. Um, and I think the agent was leaning towards an offer that they had with all cash and no contingencies and a quick close. What would you do? C- can you move that meter in the front? <laughs> I don't know. That would that that would be a big job. I think that would require rerouting the electrical and rerouting the gas. I mean, can you put like that? You might be able to hide it somehow or oh, plant you put, a shrub. Oh, put yeah. like a big shrub right there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would look totally yeah. fine. Just put like a big, yeah. There, you, Rachel with the $50 fix right there. There you go. Truly, like that would actually look really nice. Yeah, it would cute. And that beautiful bay window right there. Yeah, that would look that would look really great. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to check out the cheapest house in San Francisco, go to realtor.com slash news. Yes. Yeah. One thing the San Francisco house wouldn't let you do Mm -hmm. sleep in a sleep in a separate bedroom from your spouse or significant other. Because it's a one bedroom. Yeah, you have no place to retreat. There's nowhere else to go. You're you're pretty much stuck with your spouse or significant other. You're or out on the street. Stuck. Or, yeah. <laughs> or or in the backyard or you know, maybe you, you Or on to... an air mattress. Uh, sure. That defeats the purpose of our next story that we published um last week about sleep divorces. And interestingly enough, this actually was picked up on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Uh Carson Daly and crew spent some time talking about this. Uh, they came across it and were asking themselves, would you want to sleep in a separate bedroom from your spouse, or is that a bad idea? Right. So the 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 idea is called a sleep divorce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And it just involves sleeping in separate bedrooms in mm-hmm. order to save your relationship for whatever reason, whether okay. your spouse snores or your partner hogs talks, the sheets. tosses and turns during the night, hogs mm-hmm. the sheets, whatever reason you may have or maybe if you have different schedules like if your spouse has to get up very early you wake up a couple hours later what do you guys think you're both married hitched not to each other sleeping in the same bed (laughs) as the spouse yes um i'm not there yet (laughs) uh you know what though i totally see the value um and actually michael and i went on vacation to chicago um two weekends ago and 
I thought I booked us a king bed for our hotel room, but we actually uh, got two double or two queens. Two queens. Oh, that's oh, that's. But did you did you just say? No, we both oh. we both slept in the same queen. We both. You queen. did. We wow. did. Yeah. Wow. I would totally. So you you don't want that excuse yet to huh. spread out. And... Oh yeah. I if if that had happened to me, it would be like okay, great. I know. Like, I know. Thank we, you for believe me. We seriously considered it though because we had had a long weekend before. We were there for a wedding and we right. split an Airbnb with our friends, and we were the lucky couple that got to sleep on the air mattress in the Airbnb. Ooh. I say at 30 years of age, I slept on the air mattress. Um, So we were happy to get to our hotel room where we stayed for a couple more days in the city. Um, And we considered it. We considered, you know, I get this one, you get that one. But we just fell asleep in the same one. Sorry. No, it's you don't need to. No need to apologize. No, it's it's fine. I we had a similar experience in an Airbnb earlier this summer where you know where we stayed and. it also, I think it was a queen bed, but it was it was two separate bedrooms, and we we recognized right off the bat that we're too used to sleeping in a large bed together, like a king, like a mm-hmm. California king, big. That when big we saw the bed. big bed, so when we saw these small beds, we know it's just not going to work. So mm-hmm. we just said, "I'll sleep over here, you sleep over there." There was no right. harm, no, no foul. We, my husband and I, also have a queen. Like we sleep in a yeah. queen, so it wasn't oh. like a strange adjustment at all. Yeah, see, for, for us, it's a strange adjustment. It's a step down. <laughs> I can absolutely see the value of this, though. Um, oh, my yeah. parents do this. Yeah, my parents, yeah. I think my parents do this, too. It's they, um, the same thing. like, it, it's inconvenient when I come back to visit because my mom has to vacate mm. that bedroom for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, Where I mean, does she go? Back to bed with my dad. Mm. Oh. She's not happy about it. <laughs> Is it because your dad snores? That, that might be too they, they both snore. Mm. They're both very loud. Mm. Yeah. He gets up a lot in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we, you know, we just, uh, we came off a trip where we were on vacation for a while and we, you know, shared a, a large bed on vacation and we both ended up getting sick. And towards the end of the trip, um, I don't think we were relishing the idea of sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. we got back, you know, from our vacation to our house, uh, we definitely, we slept in separate beds for a week. Do you think you ever would, though, make it a more permanent situation or right now you're good? Uh, well, you'd have to ask her. She's, she, she complains more about, you know, I do snore. Um, so, you know, it, it, that is an issue. So I'll have to call up your old lady and ask her. Yeah, this is, I don't, I really don't want to talk about this with her. <laughs> she's, she's, uh, She's got her definite opinions on this issue. Really? Oh, yeah. What are they? Uh, that's for her to discuss. I, okay. I, I, I mean, not for the pod, not for but the pod. I'm just curious. Um, and Natalie, it sounds like you're still blissfully... <laughs> yeah, the bliss, blissfully <laughs> sleeping together on an air mattress. Yeah, blissfully well, married. Yeah. I mean, oddly enough, I think that this whole sleep divorce, as negative as it sounds, isn't really a negative thing at all in fact it kind of stems from having a very good relationship and being able to be honest with each other and say look we love each other unconditionally however (laughs) we have we're going to be realistic about this like you're sick or 
yeah. you know, we have the opportunity to spread out in a huge bed, you know, yes. for the hotel or whatever. Like, let's just, you know, it doesn't mean we love each other any less. It's No one's no. in the doghouse, like you said, Eric. It's just... Right. There was an article, I want to say, in the New York Times about about this just within the past month or two about that, about communicating that very idea of, you know, mm-hmm. being honest with your partner and saying, you know what, I, I need my sleep and how it, it, it may be healthier in the long run uh, while, while it may not have the same sort of intimacy that is portrayed if you sleep right next to each other, it may be healthier for your relationship and that you don't resent the, the person that's sleeping next to you because they kept you up all night. Right. Totally. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. So you might miss them. All right, let's move on to winners and losers. This is our segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the real estate that they bought, sold, rented. Uh, We discuss one loser and one winner. Let's dive in. Let's do this. Uh, so our loser this week is Kristen R. Excuse me. Our loser losers this week are Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Kristen Cavallari, as you know, or you may or may not know, um, was the star of Laguna Beach, The Hills. Now she's on E! She has an E-TV show. She does like red carpet hosting kind of a lifestyle personality. Jay Cutler, of course, um, played on the Chicago Bears, football, ex-football player. They now have a reality show. I don't care about a tractor. Why are you getting a tractor? Well, we need a tractor. Why? We're moving. They accepted the offer? They did. Wow. Oh, my God. Now that the house is ours, I would love nothing more than to have this peaceful country life. But now we have to learn about raising chickens. Kristen goes country. And they just cut the price of their Nashville mansion. Yeah. Um, I mean, they cut it. It was, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, they cut it by 27% because I know when you wrote about it last summer, like it, I think it was last June, it was mm-hmm. $7.9 million. Now it's available for 5.75, so it's uh, 27% off the original price. Um, Rachel, you are our resident Nashville expert. (laughs) I am. Would you – so this is – their house is located in which neighborhood? I forget. The Forest Hills neighborhood, which is a little bit south of Nashville, um, very affluent, old money kind of area. Okay. They're in good standing. Their neighbors are uh, wealthy as well. I think the median home price around the Forest Hills neighborhood is about a million dollars, which is Mm. far less than the 5.75 that they're asking. Yeah. But um, for the size of the house and the acreage and everything that you're getting, it kind of makes sense. And if you've looked at the listing photos, do you think that this would suit a country music or pop I do. music superstar. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's a, it's a really beautiful house. I mean it's it's enormous. I, I don't know who needs that much space or yeah, who there's a lot needs of to show involved, right? people. I mean, th- it's very turnkey, um, you know, beautiful kitchen, gorgeous library, media room, um, outdoor eating area. Uh, it says the layout has 25 rooms. Yeah, seven so bedrooms, I'm... seven full bathrooms, and three half baths. This is a big place. And I want to point out that it's not 
typical architecture you would expect in Nashville, which tends to be very, you know, brick and colonial. And Mm -hmm. um, this is a Mediterranean style villa Mm -hmm. that was built in, I think, 2007. So, you know, I like my Mediterranean homes. Yeah, um, I, it's really beautiful. It is a really cool house. It looks a little slightly out of place, though, in, for for the city. Nashville, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so perhaps that might be one reason why it hasn't sold. They're having trouble uh-huh. selling it. I personally like it, but yeah, right. I mean, you do have to have that that look. That aesthetic has to be your taste, right? Um, well, nonetheless, uh, they are losers, but we wish them luck in selling this place. Um, we do. Let's move on to our winner. Eric, tell me about our winner, Sophia Vergara's fab Los Angeles condo. Eric cannot wait to tell you about <laughs> the winner. Can he not? <laughs> oh. What? He's uh, he's blushing as we speak. Not really. No. Eric, is Sophia Vergara your celebrity crush? Oh, uh, no. She's no, one I, of I them. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, she I, definitely a gorgeous woman. I don't think she's like the top top but i mean she's uh, she's up there she's gorgeous her husband who is the who is the top top i don't know i mean rachel always asks this too i I don't know you have a list huh you have a list we can can take this offline yeah we'd have to take it off we should start (laughs) a patreon and then (laughs) these can be our paid bonus episodes yeah (laughs) my list i'm sure everybody's really really interested in that comment leave us a comment leave us a review if you want a paid eric's list (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The, yeah anyway I, i'm i'm such an attraction that you know of course if i just mention the list these women will just say oh of course eric's list <laughs> um anyway so sofia vergara is renting her los angeles condo for ten thousand two hundred dollars a month um for that we're gonna call her our winner because she's Gorgeous, and who wouldn't want a gorgeous landlord? Oh, that's the reason she's our winner. No, I'm, she's I, no I, Natalie, you didn't let me say the and. And she had it on the market for rent in 2015. Uh, and for she must 7200 have, Yeah, she must have found a tenant for the last four years and had a good tenant that paid the 7200 a month on time. And now she's back on the market, 10200 10, She's raised the rent by $3,000. For that... Wow. I declare her the winner. I can't believe that I lived here for five years. Even turning the lights on was a pain. Look at this. <laughs> Keep it down, you <laughs> Mrs. Rivera's still alive. That's a good, okay. That is that is a very qualifying reason. Absolutely. Yes. Other than yeah. her being gorgeous. Uh, We've chosen winners for less. Yes. <laughs> for sure. We have, we have. So this place, can I just say this place just based on these listing photos which listing photos can be very deceiving um this place doesn't look like all that not impressive no it's i I mean it's it's fine it's like it's a it's a 2000 or so square foot kind of scrap crash pad so it's in la it's huge it's it's 2000 square feet three bedrooms three baths it has a master suite with a walk-in closet you know and and it's just basic it's it's more i think staged or not even staged but more portrayed as a rental it's not yeah and it's not staged there's no furniture in these listing photos so except for one dining room table so that is affecting our perception a little bit yeah right yeah it is but it is it's pretty a basic but i think once once a tenant you know plunks down their ten thousand dollars plus the security deposit 
um, and puts yeah. their furniture in there. I think it's a fine place to live. And I, as a fellow landlord, applaud her uh, raising the rent. Oh, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> Money grabbing landlord. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but I, I like I like the fact that she's back. She's she, she just put it on the market again and raised the rent three thousand dollars. From landlord to landlord, you approve. Bless her. Uh, and. That is it for House Party. If you want to check out any of the stories that we discussed this week, you can go to realtor.com slash news. You can also go to Google, type in realtor.com slash news and the topic, and the story should pop up in your browser. Uh, please, if you like what you heard, you should subscribe so you can get your so you can get the episode delivered to your device. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. We're on pretty much any podcast uh, platform. You can also give us a follow on Facebook. We are at House Party Pod um, or on Twitter at House Party Pod or on Instagram at House Party Pod. We are all over that social media. So we would love to hear from you uh, wherever you decide to uh, communicate. And we <laughs> post a lot of our stories on all of these platforms, uh, especially on Facebook. That's where we like to have the conversations with uh, our listeners. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will catch you later. Bye. 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 Bye.